Hello and welcome to Flop Stars. If you're new here, well, it's probably not a great episode to start on because we're doing things a little bit differently this week. Every quarter we like to go back and look at the music that was or that were and point out the flops and the triumphs and the successes and the failures and everything in between. So that's what this episode is all about. But as always, I'm Sam Murphy and I'm joined by Nick Kelly, who's in cold Gosford. How are you, Nick? None of these things have changed. I'm good. I'm in a puffer jacket whilst you just said to me, oh, just give me a couple of minutes. I'm just outside in the sun. And I'm like, I haven't seen sun in months. It's been, Do you remember her? I mean, like Lord's trip to Antarctica. Just sunlight <laughs> never comes out. Um, but I'm excited for our executive summary of Q2 of the, the great pop albums and pop moments of the year so far. I mean, we attempted at the end of last year to do a wrap of the entire year and it took us about four and a half hours. So we've learnt from our mistakes and we're doing a bit of a play-as-you-go type thing. I um, still think we should do an end-of-year wrap again, but I think it's just going to be a difficult challenge. I feel like we need to give ourselves like five minutes per month as like, like a hard time... Thing. Definitely. But there's also a lot of stuff that makes it into this quarterly wrap that probably won't, we won't remember by the end of the year. You yeah. Know? It's a deep dive on the stuff that, you know, you might have woken up to and seen on Twitter, everyone banging on about. And then a week later, we're banging on about something else exactly. music related. So it's that's a good, good reminder. To talk of about your, um, your Ava Maxes and your Julia Michaels. Absolutely. That may not get more than, you know, three days in the spotlight. That's a good point. <laughs> And a very weak spotlight at that on about 40% volume. It's really sort of <laughs> faltering in the background. Wow, the drags yeah. begin very High school musical. <laughs> Indeed. High school musical, the musical, the series. I think One of the great know. series of the year from all reports. Haven't watched it, but apparently great. I've so I was I listening on to Joshua the New Bassett. York Times podcast today and they were yeah. um, talking to two writers who reviewed the Olivia Rodrigo album and both the writers said that they hadn't seen... High School Musical, the the musical, the series, and they were debating whether you need to have seen the series to be able to put Olivia Rodrigo in context. Interesting. I Given feel I like haven't not. seen it, I'm going to say no. But I feel like, like I feel like I know the full story of Rodrigo, of Joshua Bassett, who I've now decided I have a crush on, and of Sabrina Carpenter, um, without having watched a single second. Of high school oh, musical, within a week, the these people that I knew nothing about, I suddenly needed to know everything. Yeah. But um, I'm trying I to think like of other people who are in series. Like, it's not like I need to listen to Demi Lovato's podcast to review her music. In fact, yeah. it's probably detrimental. <laughs> to your enjoyment of her music. <laughs> but, like, you didn't need to have watched Camp Rock to appreciate where Demi's at in her life. Or was that Selena? Who was in Camp Rock? Demi, or Demi was in Camp Rock. Cool. Thought so. My Disney knowledge is intact. We're already off track, which is great. We're completely <laughs> off track. well. But we have mentioned a few of the artists who are going to be in our Other April point. wrap, which is what we're starting with. So if you've missed January to March, you can go back and catch up on that. We're not going to go through those months. Very quiet, very sooky. We're going to go straight into April, which um, for me, I guess, was kind of the month of Lil Nas X's return. And totally. It was, a, I mean... Call Me By Your Name, Montero, have been teased so much over the months preceding and everybody expected it to be his comeback single after the EP, but instead he dropped Holiday, which in my opinion is just no good. But 
I quite Montero liked it. kind of put but it didn't really like get him back to the footing where he needed to be. It didn't exactly prove that he wasn't a one hit wonder. But Montero yeah. straight back to number one. Like a video that was really headline grabbing. Everybody was talking about it. And now he's completely shed the one hit wonder tag. And I feel like he's kind of on a roll in a way. Would you agree? Absolutely. It's fascinating that truth telling and really just talking about a, a really honest story about himself um, is what shot him back to number one. I think the concern was following up something like Old Town Road and trying to have one of those kind of viral moments again yeah. really felt like it needed to be a sanitized, simple, accessible, kids can sing along kind of song, which is what yeah. Old Town Road's magic was. It was simple. It was innocent in many ways. Um, yeah. It had a lot of accessibility points, whereas Montero, and and when you get down to the video as well, is definitely much more of a, you know, and I sound like such a prude saying this because I t- totally disagree that it is risque and, you know, yeah. it's just a truth-telling exercise. It's a truth-telling exercise with a bit of shock value in it. But I really like that Lil Nas X being himself and telling his truth and telling yeah. that story with a really catchy kind of flamenco beat behind it. Um was the, the the catalyst to get him back to number one. And there was obviously a massive kind of conversation around religious iconography and and yeah. the use of the devil and stuff. And there was that backlash that kind of fed into the fans doubling down on their support for, for Nas and, and for him backing in his own support. Um, yeah, it just makes me really happy and really proud to see, you know, a, a young queer black man singing about, sex basically and yeah. it going to number one because it's just truth telling it's awesome. i mean having a figure like him paul dancing on snl just couldn't have happened even years ago and yeah. like we have to remember when old town road came out we didn't know the backstory to lil nas x there were like murmurs that he used to run a Nicki minaj fan account and that's about <laughs> all we really knew to kind of spice up his personality and obviously yep. over the past year or so it's it's really developed and he's become very bold in um his queer representation and his iconography and his imagery and obviously very confident in the artist he wants to be and i think where holiday went a little bit comical call me by your name finds a way to play these like really outlandish characters but also keep it really integral to his story and what he's standing for yeah that's a really good read i think also it can't be overstated how much of a marketing genius he is as well um, oh yes, yeah, you know, and troll. always has been just trolling and incessant recreations of the song in different contexts and incessant kind of self-deprecation and just these things that really endear himself to his fan base and really keep the song alive in so many different contexts and in so many different ways. He's a he's an absolute. L- icon from that perspective um yeah. and, and it's so organic and it's so driven by him and even before the record deal and before old town road you know he had been doing that he had been creating endless meme content and he, he really pioneered using memes to sell music um yeah. and to keep it going and i think it just can't be overstated how smart he is with getting music to the people let's jump ahead a little bit to what I've got in the run sheet. So I hope I'm not like putting not you at all. No, off I like kilter this. or anything. No, but that's I good. Feel Let's get like pace. 
him and Doja Cat kind of share a very similar space in the way they understand the internet and they understand the balance between trolling and showing authenticity as well. And yeah. they're two of the greatest success stories of this this month. And to be honest, when I heard Kiss Me Once, Kiss Me More, Kiss Me More. Kiss Me, kiss me More. Me once. Kiss Me kiss Once me is more. Kylie Minogue. Kiss me. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so I like that that's coming into your brain. There we go. I'm changing yeah. it on the run sheet for you in real time just to help Thank you. Thank you very much. I feel like when it came out, it sounded to me a little bit like she was trying to recreate Say So and it was just Say yeah. So Part 2. However... As it's developed over the past few months, and it might be because we're going into summer here, it's to me it's even more iconic than um, Say So Now and has much more of a natural feel to it. And I feel oh, wow. like solidifies her like Lil Nas X now as an artist who is sticking around for a while. And that makes me so happy as well. And and it's having a, a similar kind of success story in Australia now as well, which I wasn't sure about. I kind of thought, you know, Doja and Scissor, two, not, not two huge superstars in Australia mm. yet. Um, you know, still, I would, I would dare say quite underground artists, but the song's getting a massive radio moment here. It's kind of injecting a bit of summer into our winter. Um, yeah. into what it's, is, is a very cold and dark winter at the moment. Um, I think it's a, yeah, it's an interesting stroke because obviously after Say So, we heard Doja go into a much kind of heavier, harder hitting mm. kind of sound for a little while. Um, and records like Boss Bitch kind of really took off and, and kind of brought a bit more of an edge to what we knew of Doja Cat. Yeah. Um, but in terms of what folks listening on the radio are hearing, they're hearing this really great summery pop star that can just deliver these kind of summer smashes over and over again. Um, I think once again, it's interesting. I didn't know how she was going to be able to take say so's kind of, you know, TikTok success and, and read kind of make it that story again, but it's had the exact same kind of TikTok moment leading into a radio moment. It's kind of a very similar sounding song. So it's, it's really interesting how that process has kind of been followed again and it's worked and, I'm really happy about it. I think Doja Cat's a very dynamic kind of pop star. Um, and I think she can straddle both of those lanes of, of being kind of a rap star yeah. um, in the underground and also being a mainstream pop star at the same time. Um, obviously, a lot of work with Dr. Redacted and Circuit um, would like to That's see her stretch her legs on the yeah. pop side. But look, I, I, I'm not one for separating the art from the artist, but the song fucking slaps. So like... I'm happy to celebrate it as a great Doja Cat moment, and it's not like it's she's so annoying done because wrong. it's her who make like it's her delivery that makes these songs. It's not like the totally. beat of "Kiss Me More" is like miraculous. She, yeah, I, I don't know why she just can't separate from him. But yeah. anyway, if she continues we, to do it, we will um, have, have to unstand. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a tough thing, isn't it? And, and again, it's I don't want to do the separate the art from the artist thing, but. For us, it really is about what Doja does on the song. Um, you know, that I feel like fucking something, I think, is one of the best, smartest deliveries of the year. It's just yeah. a moment. It's just like a it's just like a letting all your feelings out in the space of four or five words. I'm trying to I mean, some, the way she just goes from, like, rapping to singing with yep. that and switches up the energy so quickly just really reminds me of, like, Nicki Minaj and how yeah. she can do that on a pop track and really flip between the two. And I know like the Nicki Minaj comparisons in female rap are so exhausting because like she got it with Cardi and Cardi and Nicki 
couldn't be any more different in my opinion. But I yep. think Doja is definitely of that kind of Nicky um, wave of, of rap in terms of being able to be in the pop plane and also being able to be in the rap plane and being able to straddle the two very effortlessly. Yeah, it's a nice thing for them to be able to do. Um, I think it's fair. Yeah, I think it's a fair comparison. I don't think either would be offended, really. I don't know. Now, I don't know them personally. April wasn't a great month for albums. Mm. I tacked Justin Bieber's Justice on here, but I actually think that was a March album. Um, but for me, that's one of my albums of the year, I have to say. After you... After I chastised really? you for saying um, anyone was one of the strong contenders for song of the year on day one of the year <laughs> which i am kind of going back on now i don't think it's going to make my top 20 anymore it's <laughs> it kind of gone back into it's to make fine. on the first of january <laughs> i was pretty confident i was like i know we've got 364 days ahead of us but i don't know if anything's going to top this <laughs> and what do you know a lot of things topped it <laughs> very easily it's just nice to hear him back in a pop lane i guess and not trying to do this R&B thing. I mean, he does have a few R&B moments on Justice, but Changes was just so, so unbelievably boring. It's nice to yeah. see him find his footing again as a pop star and look like he's enjoying it and not taking himself too seriously, whereas with Changes, it was just, like, so middling. and <laughs> I could go on forever about that album. I know you could. Right but I like, <laughs> you being in po- I like you being in this positive space about Biebs. Um I am. I'm feeling very positive about Biebs now. This feels like, and having had some time to digest it now, because it has been out for a few months, it feels like probably the most him album yet. It really does kind of, it, it explores a couple of different kind of lanes. It does that kind of darker R&B stuff, but it also does, you know, all the hooks are really strong pop moments. Um, yeah. There are some of those faster kind of fun, more fun beats like Hold On as well. Yeah. I think it just feels like a really good summation of his influences and the place that he's at at the moment. I think yeah. lyrically, lyrically, Justin's becoming a little bit, um, it's all becoming a little bit too soppy for me at times. It is like, very soppy. But he, he, but he does that well. And he's always kind of been like that. Like, even if you go back to like one less lonely girl, he's always kind of been a little bit. That's true. I guess you kind of expect some more depth when you're in like a married relationship. Like there's got to be yeah. something more to it than just like, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> The way you hold me makes me feel holy. It's like, it's actually a really shit line. That's but then the you one think, I can't this get a, behind. This is a man who got nominated for a Grammy for a song that says, girl, you got that yummy yum, that <laughs> yummy yum, that yummy yummy. So uh, what are we expecting? <laughs> <laughs> Lyrical genius. Absolutely. <laughs> Lana Del Rey, step aside. <laughs> um, now, I think when we were in the lot, la- when we did the quarter one business report, um, we, Board summary I asked you whether Once the Taylor version of Fearless comes out Whether you If you were to go back and listen to that album Would you click on Taylor's version Or would you just listen to the original Now that it's out I want you to answer the same question That's a really interesting question I would say Taylor's version Yeah it so feels would I. More... And I think I said no as alongside you Yeah it feel I don't know the way it rolled out, and even you know, putting out those from the vault moments, and a couple of the kind of interviews she did around putting out the the Taylor's version. It feels more morally correct to listen to Taylor's version. Yeah, but it also feels more 
authentic almost. It yeah, almost she didn't feels really like lose anything by doing it. And I've heard no. artists do this before and they've done a shit job. Jojo case in point. Yeah, that was literally the one I was thinking <laughs> of. <laughs> <laughs> like the Jojo re-records were awful. Like yeah, they just shit. They lost you've all got the magic. to really I think you've got to stick really like close to the original. But the good thing about the Taylor one is you also like hear where she's developed. Like it sounds more grown up, her voice is more matured and she doesn't hide away from that but she's also not trying to create a whole new version that's just gonna like yeah. make people want to go back to the original and on top of that the vault like part of it is great and like mr, mr. Perfectly, perfectly fine is a great song one of the best honest to god and i i will probably bite my words later in the year but i reckon that might be one of the best pop songs of the year um, there you go. I can't believe that song has been hiding away for so long. It feels like the absolute epitome of what that album's brilliance was. It felt, it feels just so Taylor. It's so like Romeo and Juliet. Um, yeah. You know, in a castle kind of, you know, Prince Charming vibes. And that's what I think Taylor was so good at in that era. Um, that's come along as just a complete, it was a complete surprise, that one. And I'm, I'm so yeah. happy it's out there because it's such a I great agree. song. I agree. She did a great job. All right, we need to um, push through this month. So I like this. what we're going to do, we do a song battle at the end of each month made up yep. of songs from the month. So the first battle is Save Your Tears by The Weeknd, but with Ariana Grande on it. Versus Kiss Me Once by Doja Cat and Caesar. Kiss Me More. Kiss Me Once was Kiss Kylie, me more. remember? <laughs> Why are we doing this? I love it. Kiss me once makes it so less cheeky as well. I love it. It's just so once. good. This one's just, just a little peck. <laughs> I feel like kissing you once. I feel like <laughs> I feel like smooching someone. Um, I think let's do. Okay, this is difficult because original weekend save your tears. It would have been an easy kiss me once win there. But Ari really did add something special onto that song. And then mm-hmm. I saw. I, I could not stop watching for like half a day. The um, performance they did at the iHeart Radio How good Festival. is it? Oh, when just she like, just turns up, she just does, and she goes full whistle note. And I, there's a moment where Abel is just like watching her sing, and just he's got the biggest grin on his face, and he's like, "What the fuck?" He's like, "How is this happening? You're insane!" And Ari's it's just so effortlessly good. performing. Um, Unlike Lady Gaga's performance with her, when it looked like she was being like, "Shut the fuck up." This is my turn. <laughs> this is my bit. <laughs> I really, I really loved that moment, and I thought, you know, it was just a show of like the weekend is a phenomenal performer, and it's like yeah. he's watching Ari, and he's like, oh, this is out of control. Oh like this God. is on another level. Um, so I'm gonna go. It, it's a toughie, but I think kiss me once. Uh, kiss me. Oh, now you've got me saying kiss me once as well. <laughs> I'm gonna go kiss me more. I just think it's got this beautiful breezy. Thing to it that I think is going to give it some staying power. Um, yeah. Save Your Tears has kind of had a moment to ride. The Ariana Grande thing felt like a bit of a second wind attempt to make it yeah. move, whereas Kiss Me More feels very intact. It feels very effortless. I think Scissor and Doja on it together as well. It's just a, a masterstroke of a combination. And it's so nice to hear Scissor on commercial radio as well. Like Yeah, it's been a while. Not since yeah. like um say 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 Whoa. Um yeah, so that's my win. What about for you? What about for you? 
Um, yeah, it's a hard one to evaluate because Saviour Tears, yeah, obviously had a different kind of moment to what Kiss Me More had. Um, as we're going into the summer here, it's just pretty hard to deny Kiss Me More. But I don't know if you'd asked me this when Save Your Tears came out. Maybe I would have said, actually, no, because Save Your Tears wasn't really my favorite um, on his album. So I'm just going to yeah. go Kiss Me More. Feeling summery. It feels light. Um, yeah, I'll go that. Cool. In stark comparison, two songs that are not light at all, Deja Vu by Olivia Rodrigo. Versus Your Power by Billie Eilish. Ooh. Another tough one. I was really impressed by Your Power. Um, I'm really excited for the Billie album. I think it's going to be something, something special. Um, she feels really herself at the moment and very fun and carefree in many ways. Um, so I'm, I'm pumped about Billie at the moment, but... I still reckon on Sour, Deja Vu is my favourite song. Uh, it's it's being... Really? For, yeah, it's been like... It's a, it's a fight between that and Good For You. I'm, I, I'm always a singles boy. Um, but I think, you know, it's hard to compare those two because they're such different songs. But I just, I'm just so impressed by the genius of Deja Vu. I think it's just yeah. so smartly written. The way it comes back at the end and delivers the first verse again, but in double time to give you that deja vu. That beat is just so strange and out of control. Um, it's so good. I it's heard so today good. that they were try that the label wanted to um, change it to more of a like uh, harmony driven beat, like no. similar to Driver's License vibe, and she fought for it and got that through. And thank God she did because it makes it. Her and Dan knew what they were doing. They just they, they, they just did a great job of pulling that record together in their own way. Um, so yeah, it's a it's an easy deja vu win for me. Yeah, I'll say straight up, definitely deja vu for me. I think your power has strong lyrics, and I think the start of it's really nice. I just think it needed to go somewhere else, and it's how I feel about all the Billie Eilish songs so far. And yeah. I have to say, I agree with you that she feels like quite natural right now but i think it's unraveling i think the yeah. i think the appeal is leaving like for example she could have released herself doing a fart 12 months ago and it would have right. gone to number one whereas i think the new one lost cause didn't even get into the top 50 in the u.s this way yeah i think there's not really been any hits uh, obviously no. therefore i am was but yeah, it Maybe feels like... Maybe the album will pull it together. Hopefully, because she deserves hits. She's got everything that should make a hit maker happen. So, yeah. we'll have to see. So, it's deja vu for me, and we will move in to May, which was <laughs> the month of Olivia Rodrigo, as it seems to have been the year of Olivia Rodrigo. Absolutely. Can you believe that it's been five months since we heard Driver's License, and this has all happened in that time? That's insane. The, the first time we heard her name was this year. Yeah. And it feels like she's been here forever. I skipped like past it in New Music Friday because I was like, nah, don't know her. <laughs> that was, it was just... <laughs> Got my just driver's me. license, don't need it. Nah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't relate to this. <laughs> this is too old for me. <laughs> I'm going to go to a song called Buy a House. 
instead. <laughs> Do your taxes. Stop eating avo toast and buy Stop a eating house. Stop eating avo toast. Buy a by house. The hoodoo gurus. <laughs> One for our Aussie fans over the age of forty. Um, yeah, are we going to dive into Rodrigo territory? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do yeah. it. I think, obviously, I mean, if somebody had told me that driver's license was going to do well and then they were going to rush out an album five months later, I'd be like, terrible idea. You, like, people you generally need time to sit with an artist and yep. give the artist time to develop and then work out where they're going to go. And when you think of somebody like Billie Eilish, she took years to get from like the EP stage to the actual debut album. Yeah. But Olivia just went full steam ahead. And honestly, it couldn't have gone better for her. It's almost like people processed Olivia in a faster pace than they normally process a new artist. Yeah, they did. And they, they learned about her so quickly. But at the same time, it felt like we, every listen of Driver's License, you felt a different emotion and you felt like yeah. you felt something more about it and there was so much going on in the kind of celebrity world of, of Olivia Rodrigo at the same time as well. There was a lot of information to process, but it felt like people processed it really, really fast. Therefore, yeah. that unlocks you being able to put a whole bunch of material out in a very short space of time and have everything kind of have its own moment. It's And just the way that she went... For, I think when, when she announced Deja Vu, I was expecting definitely a a ballad-esque type song. I wasn't thinking that she was going to stray too far from driver's license. And then yeah. when that beat kicks on in on Deja Vu, it just like blew my mind. I was like, what is she doing? And the then she goes from that single. to good for you. And I'm, it's just like the, the like range shown in just those three singles is incredible. And I think had she done anything else, if I think of the album and I think, if she went like happier and then enough for you or something like that, people would have lost interest by the time the album arrived. Not that they're bad songs, but they're just on a similar line to driver's license. Yeah. But the fact that she was able to give those three very singular moments is incredible and good for you. Rightfully. So is just having an absolute moment right now. It's so impressive that she managed to deliver such range within three songs and it not feel confusing or whiplashing. Yeah. And I think that was because people had a really good understanding of the context of who Olivia Rodrigo was. Freshly an adult, um, you know, heavily influenced by the stuff that, you know, people who are around that age grew up on that we feel like was a big part of our teen years. So it's still kind of fresh with us, but still a little bit yeah. nostalgic. You know, the Paramore references that are kind of in there, the Lord feeling, stuff that's still kind of fresh in our minds and not old, but it still feels nostalgic to us at the same time and just masterfully kind of woven into a really honest storyteller. So it, it's just a, yeah, we could talk for a very long time about her and, and what a moment in pop music this was, but everything involved was just a masterstroke. From, and from everyone has talked a lot about <laughs> she's yeah. one of those artists that like everybody needs to give their two cents on. And I have to say like the Twitter just discourse surrounding her is quite exhausting at times, I think. It is, but what I really like about her as well is it feels like she's unhateable and that yeah. there is so much positivity around her from every kind of person that likes music. It's yeah. been very hard to find people kind of writing her off for any reason or, 
you know, it, it just feels like the sentiment's been so positive around her, which I really like. And, and yes, there are, you know, yes, there will be people that, you know, will, will find it parts of it derivative or, or whatever. But I think the overall positivity has been a really refreshing change from what we normally do with overanalyzing pop stars and, and the way that they release music, particularly for a young woman on her first record. Um, yeah. You know, giving her some room to breathe. It's, it's, it's good. It's positive. So interesting for me to see like good for you pop up on a lot of like the best songs of 2021 lists by like all the big publications, which it definitely is. But I think back to when like Demi Lovato or Miley Cyrus were doing that same kind of pop punk sound. And you think of some of the early Demi Lovato songs that were very similar to good for you. Mm. and think that that would have gotten absolutely no critical appraisal whatsoever. In fact, yeah. quite the opposite. And even like early Miley songs like Seven Things, I think about like how would that be received now if it was released? Because she was basically being torn up constantly for it. It just goes to show that there's been a certain level of um, respect awarded to young, particularly female artists, which shows that we're moving in some kind of right direction. With how Fucking finally. Music. Yeah, it's taken forever. <laughs> but we're waiting for it. This is good. All right, do we call Rodrigo chat there? That's it. Rodrigo cool. chat over. Punching Boom. on. Boom. Moving on. Moving on to the motherfuckers that knocked her off the top spot. But I should <laughs> not call BTS motherfuckers. I'll have to go into witness protection. <laughs> <laughs> They're not motherfuckers. Very talented musicians. And Incredible. I have to say, Dynamite bloody loved... Back with Butter, it was always going to be a big hit. Doesn't feel right to me. Interesting. It feels... Dynamite felt very... It felt very similar to Butter in that it felt manufactured in a perfect pop lab, which it is. That's the point of BTS, is they don't write their own stuff generally. They generally take great pitch music and they perform it. They're performers. They're, They're... they're more than just, you know... And great at it, too. Like, they can lift yeah. a very basic song. Absolutely. And and Dynamite, they added so much pizzazz and so much personality into. That's exactly why it worked. Yeah. With Butter, there are elements that feel very similar, and I can see why they went with that as their second English language single, because, you know, Butter, easy visual concept, easy to kind of draw out lots of metaphors and, um, mm-hmm. and, and descriptive language around. But... The whole like manufactured in a lab thing with Dynamite was kind of just a couple of writers in the UK that just did a really great pop song, sent it off with no kind of tweaks. Butter was literally crafted by the vice president of the record label they're signed to in the US and his wife. And they literally just tweaked it until they had the perfect song for like the, the, the perfect saccharine pop moments. And it, you're right, it does feel, it feels good, but it feels like it lacks the carefreeness of what made Dynamite so beautiful. Why did he f- feel like he needed to do that? Like, there's so many great it's songs. From quite Pitch- unbelievable, yeah. isn't it? That yeah. he would step in and tweak the song when he's got no prior writing credits. Yeah, it feels like a, it feels like a really weird, you know, thing that would have been done back in the, the 80s. Or, or the early 2000s, really. And and yeah. it just... I think it devoids a lot of 
what is brilliant about BTS's ability to take songs to the next level when they've kind of taken the initial demo to the next level and then it's been tweaked and tweaked and tweaked and tweaked and tweaked by, you know, record execs in their glass towers. Um, But I I don't want to completely write it off as a great song, though. I still think it's a really good, you know, simple pop moment. Um, But it's definitely not lighting, lighting my life on fire like Dynamite was. Yeah, I totally agree. Let's talk about Poor BB. Mm. Poor BB Rexa. The album, Better Mistakes, just did not do what it should have done. And I don't know what she could have done, to be honest. For me, it's a good album. I think it's got great moments on it. I think Sacrifice is just an absolute banger of a single. And one of my favourite pop singles of the year. But I just don't yeah. get why pe- people just can't gravitate towards her. It's so weird. And it, and it really sucks that people can't connect to her. And it's not everyone can't connect to her. There's plenty that are connecting we to can. her really well. We can connect <laughs> to her. Absolutely. Um, I find her one of the more endearing and honest pop stars on the planet. Um, Definitely. I, I think she's a real just guns blazing, brilliant artist. And she's an incredible songwriter. She's unhinged in the very best possible way. But that's what that's what's so wonderful about her. She's really raw and unfiltered and but but also has all the pop star hallmarks as well. Like it's kind of a great combination. Yeah, she reminds me of Julia Michaels in that way, in the way they approach songwriting. It feels extremely unfiltered. Yeah. It's it I just I can't actually quite work out what's not connecting. I think maybe it's this kind of idea that some people have of her being a bit of a kind of... I don't want to say a bit of a joke because I don't think she is a joke. I think she's really a serious pop contender. And she, you know, it looked like things were going to go... Like when Baby I'm Jealous came out, um, it looked like things were going to kind of go and she just signed a new management deal. um, And and it looked like things were going to move and it looked like a new wind was coming for it and then the album comes and it just doesn't happen maybe the album came too quick um maybe we needed a couple more big single moments to come um you know she'd done some great collaborations you know she'd done dojo she'd done megan you know maybe we needed those to kind of bed in a little bit more before we got a whole other album of 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 stuff to digest um because it just wasn't infiltrating the mainstream it just wasn't working who knows? Who I know. Knows? <laughs> no one does. Only Such BB a knows. Flat moment of the podcast. Poor it BB. sucks though. It's like it's like. Well, what can we do? Because she's good. There's nothing wrong with her. She's a great person and a good artist. I just don't know what's missing. I mean, she'll persevere. You're not going to get rid of her very quickly. No. <laughs> she exactly. had that like hilarious tweet when her album debuted at like number 200 and something on the charts. It was like, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> like, good. <laughs> good. Oh, All right. You ready for the next song battle? Absolutely. I feel like I know where you're going to go on this one, but good for you by Olivia Rodrigo. Yep. Versus Brutal by Olivia Oh, Yeah, I kind of already gave that away, didn't I? I? Like, Brutal is, like, number three. Don't worry. Brutal's up there. <laughs> um, but it's going to be good for you for me for all the reasons already mentioned. Yeah. 
yeah, I think Good For You is, is such a moment and it's hard for a song that has had such a singular moment to go up against a song that's just on the album. But yeah. also I think that Brutal was like such a shock when you hit play on that album. If somebody had played me Brutal after Driver's <laughs> License and was like, this is going to be track number one on the album, I was I would be like, you're shitting me. That's, yeah. It's not. There had to be a bridging moment and we're, we're very glad there was a bridging moment. And the le- the lyrics of Brutal are just so good. Like the, where's my fucking teenage dream bit? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's it's funny? So t- Katy Perry's probably asking that question as well. <laughs> <laughs> nah, TV's being a mum now. <laughs> Too much yeah. on. Mumsy. Um, okay, good for you. <laughs> Love. <laughs> I'm reading what? it like I'm reviewing the guest list to like my um children's party or something. Okay, let me <laughs> good get for my you. Glasses. Yes, brutal. Right. No, <laughs> I'm gonna go good for you as well. Great. The next challenge is "Build a Bitch" by Bella Porch versus BTS's "Butter." When I saw Bella Porch was putting a single out, I went, here we fucking go. I know, because none of the TikTok ones been good. No. Addison Rae, case in point. But I think it's a great fucking song. Um, Very obviously an off-cut from the Sailor Melise album, um, which has come out and it's very, very good. I think it's come out, or it's very close to coming out. I think Um, it's out. Wait, does she have a co-write on, on Build a Bitch? Yeah, yeah. So she's got, um, and it's it's Salem and her usual crew. So Salem and her boyfriend write most of Salem's music. And then there's a couple of other people who were involved in the Salem album on the credits of Build a Bitch. And Bella's on there as well. Um, but often, you know, what's going on in US pop music is the artist is being given writing without writing anything on it yeah. just to get the song Popped across the line. head into the studio to literally. Well, sometimes it's not even been that. Sometimes it's literally been they're getting a credit for singing it and it's just being done in the back end. Like, it just well, wasn't make there that... Who Was it Justin Tranter who spoke out about that recently? Justin Tranter and Ross Golan have been talking a lot about this and Ross is particularly vocal about... Ross, who wrote um, uh, Charlie's... Uh, uh, what's that? He's written a lot of songs. He's written, written some good songs. Um, <laughs> but he hosts the And The Writer Is podcast and he's been a real, like, been really vocal about songwriter rights and you know day rates for songwriters coming into sessions getting paid to actually be in the room instead of just getting the residuals a year down the line when the song comes out yeah, if it comes out when you think of it isn't it it is it is there's such a the whole thing of and i could do a whole podcast on this but the entire ecosystem of how songwriters work and how they are paid is absurd they could work for two weeks in a row full days in the, studio, in the studio and unless one of those songs gets placed they get no dollars not even a per that is food. crazy no i mean dollars. not too far off from what we're doing here on our not for <laughs> podcast <laughs> but <Good point>. <laughs> <laughs> no dollars and no per diem for food <laughs> anyway let's get back to bella um i really i really quite like it and it does feel as much as i can very much tell that she had fuck all to do with it and that it is salem who is an amazing writer p.s um, I think she's a, a genius and she should be way bigger than she is already. Um, yeah. But I think Build a Bitch is a really good song. I think it's got a bit of that Melanie Martinez thing to it, but it's also quite, you know, it, it's lyrically very fucking smart. It's really, yeah. it, it's quite a funny song. And I think within a couple of lines, I was quite endeared to it already. And Bella, you know, Bella Poch feels very in, sort of innocent to me. 
um, I, I, I don't have any qualms against her. I'm kind of like, I, I'm open to the idea of her having a pop star career. Um, yeah. So, tough one. BTS Butter, you've heard my thoughts on that. This is a tough one because I, I'm going to go, go build a bitch. I'm going to go Bella Porch. Yeah. That sounds like where you were heading. I would have been surprised if you'd done a flip on that. Yeah. I, I share all your thoughts on the Bella Porch song. It's yeah. definitely the best one of the TikTokers. I'm yeah. like I'm not crazy about it. Like I'm probably not going to listen to it on my own accord, but yeah. it's miles ahead of what your Dixie D'Amelios and um, Addison yeah. Rae are doing. So, and generally, I just believe it a little bit more than I believe BTS's butter. So I'm going yeah. to go with Bella Porch and then go into hiding for the rest of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out! All right. The next month um, was June, which happens to be the month we're in right now. We're only halfway through it. Um, lot's already happened. And we almost did this podcast last week, actually. And thank God we didn't because last week just absolutely exploded and everything happened at once. Yep. The first thing I want to tell you, because I just need to get this off my chest, um, that Ava Max song, Every Time I Cry. Yep. I think I've come round. I think I'm yes. getting it now. She it's is great. Just, she is on a hot streak. She is, she is. just fucking She's on fire. She's in a lane with this Europop thing, and I think yeah. now I now I kind of understand, and I I'm grateful for her going ahead and and making this really tacky, overdone pop without any kind of shame about it. Not that yep. she should feel shame, but at at the start, it just I don't know, it just wasn't connecting for me and and now i'm like she's just going full steam ahead and, uh, and there's not many like her that are doing it so unashamedly i think i've spoken at length on this podcast maybe in our rap last year about ava max and and how great i think she really is um and, and i think yeah she really has found a lane she there were elements of it early on when she was kind of doing those abba kind of inspired songs i can't remember the name of the song was it torn yeah torn torn yeah I thought, wow, this is a lane she could sit in. She's vocally quite interesting. Um, and I think it, it lends itself to those kind of like long runs over the top of big synths and guitars and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I think she's found a lane. And I, I was, I've, I've been surprised how quickly she's been pumping stuff out after the album. But yeah. it's all been hitting. and It's, it's all been working. having its moment. Head in, yeah, my head and my heart was huge. Head and my heart to go off. Particularly not here in the US where they often shy away from that kind of Eurodance sound. Yeah. Australian radio has been really endearing itself to it lately. Like there's a, a redo of Your Love 9pm by ATB. Um, oh, yeah, that's I've heard been, that. Oh, that's been huge over here. Um, yeah. I feel like there's been a couple of other moments like that that have been... Oh, obviously Friday um, by Riton is a, a redo. Um, there's been yeah. kind of, yeah, some remixes of like Naughty's euro dance stuff that's been going quite well in australia so it, it makes sense for ava to work here but i think ava is if i could be critical of ava for one second i think ava might fall into the category of artists like a megan trainer who if she would to come out at the end of the year and tour i don't know if those ticket sales would be any any good um i thought you were gonna say if she would <laughs> what come out if she was to come out <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't hey, be successful. I was oh, like God. kidding with the sound like she's got. She'd absolutely blow up. 
No, the gays only like when straight women do that song. That is music. true. Yeah, women are not allowed to be gay and, and do icons. gay music. No. Yeah. Yeah. Not at all. Um, yeah, I, I think she yeah, might. Yeah, I agree with you. She hasn't developed her story enough. It's kind of the reader or a curse. But I feel like she's moving past it. Her success has been so prolonged at this point yep. that maybe she's getting past it. She I needs so. to ditch the stupid haircut. Just ch- chop it off and grow it back normally. Don't judge women on their looks. I'm please. not. Ju- <laughs> Rude. <laughs> well, now we're at it then. I'll judge Justin Bieber for his dreadlocks as well, just to even it up a bit. Great. I would too. <laughs> not that I'm comparing. Not that Ava Max is culturally I appropriating. Like Ava's with her. Maybe she's culturally appropriating Coella Deville. <laughs> I came here to be nice to Ava and I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with that. She's done a very good job good. with every time I cry, I love it. It's yeah. really good. Can I just say on um, the run sheet you've um spelt the Maroon Five album name wrong? It's actually Geordie in all capitals. Um Oh okay, thank pay you some for respect pointing that out to the album. That's there. okay because I have no intention of um talking any further <laughs> about it. <laughs> it happened. It happened. Happy for you or sad that happened. <laughs> won't be reading <laughs> we can read through the albums that happen the albums list is slater's troubled paradise worth a listen but um won't stick with you long marina's ancient dreams in a modern land very good yeah very good. applause marina it's well great actually very good um maroon five's geordie haven't listened probably won't and jesse wears what's your pleasure deluxe which is really good actually once again Yes, unsurprisingly. A really I feel great. like I'm doing like the Oscars like in memoriam or something. <laughs> where I'm just listing it out. Oh, um, aren't they awful when they when they like get to the the really famous people and people go, there's a roar oh of applause. Oh my god, it's so bad. And, then and the least like, famous people get no applause and it's like really awkward. Like Yeah, it's so <laughs> awkward. And then they've always got some like poor person up there singing, they're like, I know what we'll do, we'll get her to do a like piano version of living on a prayer or something <laughs> that's just so bad jesus um okay what do we talk about from this month because Let's, we could talk about a so lot the albums i guess the big moment of last week was lord's return with solar power yeah. I'm, I'm interested to know your thoughts because I know that you've had a troubled relationship with Lord in the past but when i heard this i was like this sounds very nick kelly at the beach after work. Right. I'm a very big... I'm a beach boy. Um, I Not a literal beach boy. You'd be no. much more wealthy. And much more drug addled. Um, I, <laughs> I'm, intri- I'm intrigued by... Okay, here's what I think. And I did a TikTok about this the other day. They got no views. Um, I think... So I'm, I'll preface this with I'm not a massive Lord fan. I, yeah. I'm not a not fan. Like, I'm not a... I don't ha- not like her. I just, I'm not on the level of where most people are in terms of being yeah. like, she's a, you know, smart, smart pop writer. But what I reckon she's really fucking good at is she's very good at capturing a feeling. She's yeah. very good at capturing, and I think she particularly does it well with carefreeness. And, and I'm, I keep making up that word, but I like it. I think she captures that carefree thing better than pretty much anyone else does. I think she delivers it with you know, a way that feels 
um, like a bop, but also not too heavy. And she can really yeah. take you to a moment and take you to a place. And I think that's what she's really impressive as, as a writer. But I'm absolutely certain that this is going to be the one, maybe two breezy moments on the album. And the rest is going to be some really dark, heavy material. That's that what I gonna think be a, too. Yeah. I think she's throwing us off. So much. I, I knew she probably had it in her to do like a summer hit, but the simplicity of this is not what I was expecting at all. Yeah. And even the lyrics. And there's not many people who could pull off a song that's that simplistic. Like, if anyone else did that, can you reach me? No, you can't. Lyric, I would be like, fuck off. <laughs> Throw my phone in the water. It's like... I'll be so, so... But she's... She's like, her delivery is so good in it. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, definitely not what I was expecting. And I'm totally with you that it's probably not where the rest of the album is going to head. Also a big fan of her dragging the Northern Hemisphere and saying that they probably wouldn't understand that um, there are different seasons in the hemisphere. (laughs) It's very funny. It's very funny. Can I, can I say something on that actually though? The, I think what, one of the things that does frustrate me about Lord is I think she does come across as quite condescending sometimes. Absolutely. We've and said that's, this. yeah, yeah I, that I doesn't think help. <laughs> that doesn't help. But I think it's a good example of it. And I don't know, even in the, even in the interview she did for solar power the other day, which I thought was really impressive. She did them all on the beach. So she did all the zoom calls on the beach yeah. um, from the solar power video. Um, just kind of like walking along the water. I thought that was really a nice little touch. <laughs> um, I'd be so worried about the reception. I find her interview style very fake and condescending, the way she talks to people in interviews. It yeah, feels I like wonder- Jacinda Ardern doing an interview. I know, but then I wonder if it's just a Kiwi thing, because I think the same thing of Kimbra. Oh, true. And I really so enjoy So I'm just Kimbra not sure person. if I'm just dragging a whole nation for being condescending. And maybe that condescension is Which actual maybe genuine. I am not a fan. I'll just say. It. Yeah, but maybe no, it's I'm genuine kidding. kindness, no, I'm I'm not and it just comes across bunch. differently. Oh God. Anyway, I shouldn't be too Who knows? cruel. Who knows? Yeah. I think th- I think that's a lot of people's problems with Lord. I've I've wrestled with that as well, but I'm just going to give yep. her the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And we'll yep. just in- enjoy this era for what it is. And the fact Absolutely. that she's been able to make a song that's so uncomplicated and so spacious makes me think that maybe she's not what I sometimes worry she is, which is just too much of a, like, 18-year-old doing the HSC and discovering Freud for the first time. <laughs> that kind of vibe, you know? Like, too yep. over-serious. I think maybe she's not. Also, she likes a bong on the beach. So, all tips. Fennel bong. Particularly a fennel, a fennel bomb. bomb. Yeah. <laughs> a New Zealand special All right. treat. All right. We are running out of time, but as per. So let's put a few songs up against each other and have a little Great. chat about them. I love how I'm explaining the concept of a game that we do every single week. Every episode. single week. There are about 50 episodes, yeah. Lords, the aforementioned Solar Power by Lord. Yeah. Versus Marina's Venus flytrap. Interesting. Interesting. Felt like the Marina album came with kind of and quietly. Yeah, kind kind of. But then I feel like the, the hype's been generating throughout the week as people have kind of realised it's good. True. Okay. Because their last album was trash, so I think they were just like, 
I haven't, listen, it, I haven't listened to the whole thing yet, so I need to. You should listen. It's very good. There's some very good lyrics like um, fucked with the farming, fucked with the food chain too, and a song about America. Oh, that's <laughs> strong. That's strong. Um, we had a very long chat about Marina a couple of weeks ago on an, on an episode. You can go and check that out if you want. Um, I, I mean, you know what I'm going to go here, don't you? You know I'm going to go with Lord. No, I actually didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I you think... just called Lord condescending and said you generally didn't like yeah, her. So yeah, exactly. Not, not and that's an why this song is so, re- that's why this song is so redeeming for me. Um, yeah, I'm okay. going to go solar power. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go solar power too because it's just like, it's really caught a good moment here in the US where like everything is getting so hot and it's just hard to yeah. deny the moment of solar power. But the Marina album is brilliant and Venus Flytrap is one of the better things she's done in the last five years or so. Also, I didn't know she was dating the guy from Clean Bandit. Um, she's not anymore. They they broke up. That's most a lot of the albums about her when him when she's not talking about America's food chain. Oh, I don't have time for an album about a man from Clean Bandit. What does he I, play? Which is why she the did cello? that song that um baby ah <laughs> <laughs> the one that wasn't with Bad Baby so off tune even for me. Oh, that's really which guy was it? Not Neil. Uh, the main guy. I think was his name's Jack. Is there a main guy? What do they do, Clean Bandit? Do they just turn up? Clean Jack Bandit. Jack Patterson from Clean Bandit. Oh, Jack. No, one of them plays the cello. Principal songwriter. One of them's the principal songwriter. And one of them, I think, an, plays some pads. He got an Ivor Novello for the writing of Rather Be. I don't Which care. I agree with. He should have got a Nobel Peace Prize for that. <laughs> Um, have I said soul? Yeah, I'm going solar power. Okay. <laughs> Glad we got there. <laughs> Nobel uh, the- Peace Prize for Clean Bandit. Um, yep. That's the, the takeaway from this episode. If what's any. our final song battle? Final one is Ava Max's Every Time I Cry versus Tones and Eyes Cloudy Day. Oh, interesting. So this is the new Tones and I song that came out on Friday. Um, or, you know, came out on Friday, the 10th-ish of June, if you listen to this in six months' time. Um, from an album that's coming out in July, her debut. I think it's her debut, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Debut album for Tones and I, which which has been a really interesting process. She's absolutely bedded herself in as one of the biggest stars in Australia. Um, I don't know about the rest yeah. of the world after Dance Monkey. Does anything really hit after Dance Monkey? Rest I of think world? Fly Away got some traction. Yeah. It's a great... I, She's in a difficult spot, a really difficult spot. What do you think? Unpack that more. Well, she's just had like a song that's been so like everywhere to the yeah. point where it was grading through no fault of her own. She just wrote a song and put it out. And yeah. it's not her fault that radio played it every, like, minute. So now she's at a point where everyone is exhausted by Dance Monkey to the to a point that no other song really suffers. I think it's, like, the second most streamed song or something like that. Yeah. So, and now she's trying to launch her debut album off the back of that. It's just, it's hard for her. It's going to be hard for her to find public favour again. Yeah. 
Inter- it's really interesting. I think I think there's definitely going to be she's going to be one of those artists that has a big divide between Australia and rest of world because like after Dance Monkey, Never Seen the Rain was huge here because it was a drought song essentially. Um and it was What's like that? kind of it was relatable to the drought. Um huh. and what else? Um you know, she's she's just had hit after hit here. It's all worked. Nothing's gone to the wayside, really. Yeah, I did. I d- didn't even know that. Yeah, everything's been a hit, and it's it's interesting. I think she's really, really, really liked. Um, I think, um, I think as well, this song in particular, this cloudy day song that's come out the other day, I think is another masterstroke. I think it's a really fucking good song, and I think I think it's probably in the echelon of. Dance Monkey and Fly Away. Um, I think it's probably my second favourite. It's probably my favourite Tones and I song, to be honest. I think it's really, really? It's really fun. Yeah, I think it's really fun. It's just like what what Tones seems to be wanting to do is create these sort of like moments like Fly Away that are about escaping into music. And the whole yeah, idea is like, this is, your, this is your sunshine on a cloudy day. And I, I'm not mad about that. Like I don't need her to go all deep or be too confusing. I'm happy for her to just keep yeah. putting out happy bops that make the kids sing along. I think she can sit in that lane quite comfortably. She's very, you know, people like her. She's a bit of a bogan. Um, yeah. I, I'm going to go, it's a toughie because I really like the Ava Max song as well, but something about this Tones and I songs really captured me. And I think for an artist who's quite, you know, polarizing for a lot of people, mainly because of her voice, I'm really excited about this. Yeah. Thank you. You gave a level <laughs> of analysis on that that I wouldn't have been able to. I'm going to go with... Um, <laughs> My new queen, Ava Max. <laughs> I knew you were. <laughs> but who is Tones? Like, if she's the I, who's the Tones? That's a really, really interesting one. Um, yeah. Okay. Like, what's her name? Tony. Tony Watson. Oh, so then she's Tones. Yeah. the fuck is this conversation <laughs> she's tones and i tones she's tones and i okay i can't get my head around that today but you can shorten it to tones people call her tones <laughs> people also ask who is Tones and I age? Is Tones and I voice real? How much money did Tones and I make from Dance Monkey? A lot. $12 million from online streams. She bought, a, she bought a $4.5 million mansion on the northern uh, Mornington Peninsula in Melbourne from Dance oh, Monkey. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, All right, so bad. we haven't gotten anywhere on the Tones and I thing. So Tones and I as a person, yeah. But I, I think, like, once again, I think she's really endeared herself in Australia and people do know who she is. I think she's got a lot of work to do no, with, I with the rest of the world. No, I know who I know that. Do you I know just, who she I'm is now? That about she's Tones? Pre- no, I... <laughs> and I? Yeah. So she's both of them. Yeah. <laughs> she needs to do a Marina and the Diamonds and slash the and I bit, I think. <laughs> Just it's, too, it's too much for simple minds like me. So what was in your brain that tones <laughs> were... the bogan. I'm probably the bogan. Was it in your brain that it was a band with 
and the band were the, called the, like the Tones, and then the no, I, I thought was her, like the Tones singer. was like her sister or something, and she was like just it was just like a a reference, like a quirky reference. Got you. We like if wrong. I called my like if I called myself like the dog and me or something. Yeah, you, you would know? be the me. I'd be and, the me, and then and the, the dog, dog would, would be... be the dog I'm referring to. Got you. <laughs> I think you should go with that. I think you should explore that further. So, fucking Olivia Rodrigo has dominated this year, but somehow the <laughs> podcast has been dominated by the, the meaning of Tones and I's name, which appears to be quite simple. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why people say she's too simplistic with Dance Monkey and stuff. This is very complicated for me to get my head around. It's poor weary head. It's... A lot to process. <laughs> All right. Well, that's well, it's been a great are. quarter. I don't know <laughs> if we'll give you the other 15 days in June, um, but we'll see when we get to the next quarterly wrap whether we have time for that. But yeah. as we're coming to the end of the financial year, it's a very busy period, so probably not. <laughs> Look at all the receipts I have. Look at all these receipts that I'm currently processing. Why don't you just take a tax? picture of them? Because these are the ones I haven't taken a picture of yet. You're like my mum. She used to jam them in the bloody um. What do you call that little the seat pop the seat that thing? you have in the car? The desk. The like desk. The car drawer. has a desk in it. <laughs> the glove box. She yeah yeah she that's put them in the glove box my... and then she'd open the window and one would fly out and she'd be like oh no I'm not going to be able to claim eighteen dollars ninety for a. Freddo and a chalky milk at the service station on the way to. <laughs> My mum would be mortified if she heard that. She would never stop for a chocolate and a chalky milk. Never. Maybe a sesame bar. This is my latest glove box lot. Roughly once a month. So you put them in your. What? Just take a picture. Yeah. And then I, br- but I can never, like, if I go to the server and I get petrol and then I come out and I try and take a photo of it <laughs> and it's all flapping in the, w- in the wind and then it might get fly away car. like Tones and I, <laughs> real name is Tony. It's very, very stressful. Follow us on your favorite <laughs> well, good luck podcasting with that. platform. Good luck with your taxes. I'll um, be doing mine digitally this year and reducing <laughs> my footprint by asking for no receipt oh, while I I can't shop. wait for my tax guy to call. Uh, my tax guy calls me and he goes, so uh, do, you, do, do you work from home? And um, would, you, would you have people over for meetings at your home? Would you, <laughs> would you give them a, a cup of tea? Okay. How much What's tea he trying would you to get buy? out of you? He's trying to get he work out how like much tea we can He write sounds off. like an investigator. I can't. Yeah, I can't tell you who he is. It's all the secret. Um, you can't tell me. You should get him on the podcast. We talk enough about your taxes now. Next week point. we'll be doing your taxes live while we discuss yeah. the LCD sound system. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, this is the end of the season, right? We're going into season four. Yeah, this is the end of the season and we're shaking it up for the next season. Yeah. So we will explain that at the start for you. Get ready. Um, we'll explain it extra hard for you idiots in the Northern Hemisphere as Just... per Lord's evaluation. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't understand who Tones and I is, we'll explain it even harder for you. 
height of it yeah, is. The, ne- the next series is entirely explaining um, band names. <laughs> we'll catch you then. Hit follow, share it with a friend, etc. Bye. Bye.